bat, tow truck, bat, bat, tow truck. The front is where you battle. The back is a truck. The front is for battles. The back is where you put that tow truck, bat, bat, tow truck. <laughs> Music. Pictures podcast where we talk about every single movie that New World's Pictures has released. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. After the oil wars, I started working on this podcast. <laughs> Sounds like your chair <laughs> needs some oil. Also with us is Erica. Uh, hey guys. I'm excited to talk about this <laughs> battle truck. <laughs> That's right. We are talking about one of, you know what, we have, this is the biggest subgenre that we have discussed on this podcast that is the post-apocalyptic genre because of course we are talking about 1982's battle truck 1994 after the oil wars after the destruction of the cities battle truck good morning my name is colonel striker hey wait a minute you can't come in who's in charge only one man dared oppose him Hunter. How do I find this hunter? Up in the mountains somewhere. You'll never catch him. Watch me. He'll beat you because he's better. Over my dead body. Your time is over, old man. Not yet, kid. Battle Truck. A science fiction adventure of the near future. Or, um, maybe actually what this is, is 1982's Warlords of the 21st Century. Oh. After the destruction of World War III, the cities are destroyed, the countryside devastated. There is no order, no law. There are only the warlords. Warlords of the 21st Century. Say no democracy, kids. It takes a new kind of hero to battle the wave of terror sweeping the land. Hunter may be our only chance. Your time is over, old man. For the warlords, death is a way of life. future apart. Warlords of the 21st century. Now that was different, wasn't it? <laughs> um, you know, but is, I feel is... like I feel like I watched both those movies, even though I only watched this once. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wondered where the warlords were in it because I don't remember there being a plural warlords, Mm-mm. nor did I ever hear anyone say the word warlord. But nonetheless, that's because this movie was released under two titles. The first is Battle Truck. Then, uh, after that didn't do so hot, Roger Corman decided to re release it under the title Warlords of the 21st Century. It was also called Destructors in Italy and La Camion de la Mort in france i would also like to call it battle volkswagens of the 25th century (laughs) but that's just me now this move this movie was directed by harley coakless uh he is fresh off of doing second unit work for empire strikes back this is his second full length or feature length film um he will go on to direct black moon rising for new world and malone not for new world and and, and then he'll eventually do a bunch of tv such as um i think xena and some of those series for sam raimi that they were also doing in new zealand which is where this movie was shot 
It was also co-written by Cokeless with uh, two screenwriters called John Beach and Irving Austin. I don't know about John Beach, but I know Irving Austin is a pseudonym for a screenwriter that Cokeless said he had to use this pseudonym because uh, this very great screenwriter, he said, uh, wrote the script during the writer's strike, So, and which I'm assuming is the one in 1981, so he couldn't use his real name. Oh. Now, this movie... Natalie Pinch understands that. <laughs> That's right. As we remember, that is Erica's new name. Yep. When I write my YA novel, it'll be like, teens in the... Lo- teens of the lockdown. I don't know. Lockdown My Heart by Natalie Pinch. You're, You'll just, find you're it. working it out I'm as, as we speak, yeah. you know? I mean... Um, now, this movie starts out with... Like a lot of the uh, post-apocalyptic uh, films we have seen. Now we've let's go through them real quick. We did Striker. Did it? Which for a while, for a while in this movie, I thought Striker was in this movie, and, and because they keep saying <laughs> Striker, and I'm like, no, nope. Striker. Where, where, where is Striker? Oh. So close. Oh. So close. Oh. So close. Oh, we that, also did was... Death Sport, mm-hmm. with which also opens with a long monologue. This one, however, Battle Truck is starting with a radio broadcast that sort of fills you in on the background that is going on in this movie, uh, which leads me to ask you both, what was on that broadcast? Oh, I don't know. I I famously don't listen to any kind of opening narration on any movie. I don't know. I just... Incessant rambling? I don't know. I think they were... It was just... It was like someone was just turning the dial and they were picking up different feeds. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, that is uh, what I thought might be the case because uh, that actually uh, is... That's how famous writers write it. <laughs> the... <laughs> that's that that's fa- right. That's, that that's right. Writing that's right when you bring there. in a real screenwriter. It to work. Actually, uh, what that actually, the audio is actually the actor Randy Powell or Randolph Powell. He actually plays uh, Judd in the movie, the guy with the beard. Mm. And he, he is actually, according to Cokeless, he's he was a big ham radio guy. So he actually read the broadcast when he was back in California, and they received it in New Zealand. And then they tweaked the sound to make it totally incomprehensible for reasons I don't know. <laughs> but they did that anyway. That's what happened. Which is a perfect segue for us to talk about what this movie is about. So, Mark, what was this movie about? This movie is a post-apocalyptic version of The Walking Dead, which is to say it's The Walking Dead. Now, hear me out on this, okay? <laughs> okay. Everyone's living in small protected communities, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are tribal factions that are always trying to steal something from another group or trying to monopolize the ownership of something. Everyone knows how to raise chickens. Uh, motorized vehicles are scarce and widely valued. Uh, romance happens real fast and <laughs> everyone dresses terribly. Yes. Mm. It's the walking dead without zombies. We should say <laughs> I'm going to go back either. to my, Nope. I'm going to stick. It's the walking just, dead. No, no. We just never saw the zombies in battle in battle truck. We don't see the zombies. Right. The zombies <laughs> are, uh, they're, they're better zombies. Cause they don't, they don't just come yeah, out. They're the so sneaky. They're like they're, <laughs> they're like ninjas. They're, exactly. <laughs> Erica, what is this movie about? Um, I thought this movie is about in the future when there's only one or two good looking ladies left that you'll just do <laughs> damn near anything to get with the, the one or two. Literally anything. <laughs> Just fight everybody. That's to right. Just lay down next to that one final one, looking babe. The one babe left. Yeah. Here's what I thought this movie was about. I felt like this was about the turbulent relationship between a daughter and her father, written from the perspective of the teenage daughter after she had been grounded for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, that's. I think that's true. I think that's that's spot on. I think everyone's assessment is spot on. Um, and I, you know, I, I, she, uh, for being one of the only attractive women in, I guess, left on earth, uh, (laughs) Hunter is able to, uh, win her favor in really Mm -hmm. short order. And, you know, almost no time. How can you, how can you blame him? It was Heath Ledger's first role and I'm really (laughs) impressed. (laughs) He was great right from the outset. He likes, doesn't seem to age. 
doesn't seem to age this at all. To like uh, ten things I hate about you. He looks I, I was impressed. <laughs> I thought, wow, whatever you are using as a night serum, I need a bottle of that. <laughs> A night serum. Serum. (laughs) You need to go in. Hey, I trust him. Remember how well he took care of that elbow? That's true. Oh, that's true. (laughs) And his lips. Yeah. (laughs) In our last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is why we're talking about this particular movie because in our last bonus episode. Because of my elbow and my lips? Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Mark could not be bothered to watch much else. Because he's been so busy curing his elbow and, and lips. No, we, we watched um, three of the most recent uh, movies released by Severin Films, um, including th- there were three Italian post-apocalyptic movies. So I thought, why not watch another post-apocalyptic movie released by New World? You would think after doing Striker, Death Race 2000, Death Sport, and now Battle Truck, we would be nearing the end of the post-apocalyptic um, movies for New World, but you would be wrong. Oh. We are not done with this Just subgenre. Scratching the surface. <laughs> we have more to go. Oh, God. So, But let's talk about what this movie is about according to Letterboxd. We are on Letterboxd. Please find us there. <laughs> I do I do post there. Find us there. It would be fun to have people find us there. Um, but we're on Letterboxd, and this is what uh, the movie is about according to the website. It's the 21st century. The oil wars have made a mess of the planet, and the land outside major cities is lawless. After Hunter... So there's major cities that are fine? (laughs) That doesn't come up. That doesn't seem to come up. Hold on. There are major cities? (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't realize that was the case. I didn't... I I don't... Hmm. Okay. After Hunter comes to the aid of Corley, who has run away from the villainous Straker... He takes her to the peaceful community of Clearwater. Also, the horny community of Clearwater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But also, they're peaceful about it. Unfortunately for the citizens of Clearwater, Straker fully intends to get Corley back. That's not bad. Okay, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really understand. I don't remember them talking about other major cities. No. But no. But okay. Um, here's where you can watch this if you want to watch this. Um, either you know, pause this and watch it, or or watch this after we're done talking about it. I highly recommend the DVD. There's a DVD. It does not cost much. Um, it also comes with Desport uh, from Shout Factory. It's a, a two movie disc. Uh, I highly recommend it because I also highly recommend the director's commentary on it. It is, was absolutely fascinating and interesting. But also, if you don't want to bother to do that, you can watch it on Shout Factory TV. It's on Tubi. It's on YouTube. It's available. You can watch this movie. Great. Speaking of our main characters, uh, so once we get through this radio broadcast and we find some things out, Straker, uh, we find out, is this guy driving a giant truck, which was a shocker to me. (laughs) (laughs) You expected him to be driving a giant battle. So I can understand the confusion. No one was fighting on top of this truck. I felt like people, I thought this was going to be like Mad Max 4 and people were just constantly fighting on top of these giant vehicles. Mm -hmm. No, actually I thought this truck was really cool looking. I really dug this truck. It's I think one of the biggest constructions that they'd ever done in New Zealand for a truck like this. I thought it looked very cool. Uh, Like it's a big black thing just kind of driving through um, the New Zealand do I say Outback? I feel like that only goes for Australia. No, it's... because it's a, no. This is uh, after the oil wars, so this was a very right. normal part of. I mean, what? Look, there are telltale signs that they are in a post apocalyptic wasteland. Uh, first of all, everyone's using the metric system. No one uses that, so obviously things have really gone to shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's fifty nine ninety nine. Is that what happens after the oil, uh, 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 the oil yeah. wars? A liter, oh, no. a, liter? a liter. Come on now, I don't even know how oh, to do the math on that. We also don't use Fahrenheit anymore. We just use Celsius. Oh, oh it's, that's it's so hard. hard. <laughs> that's so hard to calculate. So weird. Welcome to the post apocalyptic oil world. world. You're gonna be like, I can't believe it's thirty two out. And I'm like, what does that mean? Is it cold? I don't know. <laughs> You're bringing up a really good point there, Ryan, because. Some people who are really heavily impacted by the oil wars, either mentally or physically, actually have New Zealand accents, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's got to be Some rough. do. That is Others, rough. And, and the main characters do not. 
No, uh, because they were able to. Uh, they don't have PTSD of the of the oil wars, is what I'm assuming. But the good I, news, I love everyone, how much you know about the oil wars. Even after the oil wars, <laughs> you can still get cognac. So we're good yes. there. Uh, yeah, we're good on so, that. Yeah. Yeah, Not really that, something that... I drink, but, you know, I'll adjust post right. the oil wars, I guess. Yeah. Sure, so have sure. To. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to get into it. Um, Straker obviously makes himself known He uh, as a bad guy. He finds these two guys who are writing these little... I've actually thought it was a cool construction. And Harley Coakless, the director, in his commentary said he thought they might have been the first one to make this, but he did not think they did. Which is like... Um, a front of a car that where the front is kind of cut out and it's being carried by uh, being dragged, I should say by two horses, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of a cool thing because, uh, and so they find these two guys and they end up killing them. And as soon as they reveal to them, they have this massive amount this, this hidden secret fuel pump of diesel fuel. Uh, then they are killed off and we introduce, and then we learn about Corley who is Straker's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she starts out as a girl that we feel very sorry for. But once she escapes her dad, she very quickly becomes a straight up liar. Like instantaneously. Yeah. 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 Not only that, she's a convincing liar. So much so that so that when she was explaining her story to Hunter, I was legitimately thinking, wait, did I screw this up? I thought right. Straker was her dad maybe I missed something like, yeah, <laughs> she like instantly has full on well-conceived lies. Yeah. Did that change your opinion of her? It uh, made me like her a bit more. Really? Yeah. So you got into her because she was lying. Well, that was to me, that was her survival tactic. Uh, post oil okay. war, war, oil war. I can't say oil, <laughs> oil war. I can't even say no, it. You can't. Oil war. You are screwed when the oil, oil war. war. <laughs> I'm screwed. Anyway, it's fine. I'm just going to, I'm done. I'm going to off myself the second it breaks out. You're just going to drink six bottles of cognac and just say goodnight. Goodnight. So was she also lying about being able to take care of chickens? Oh, 100%. Because remember, he goes, look at your hands. Yeah, oh, her hands like, were all She goes, soft. I do a lot of hard work. And he's like, not late, not recently, because her hands were like so manicured right. and clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. she's a liar. But that was her, to me, that was her one skill she was like okay i'm weak you know i can't even outrun a truck when the truck is when the not the truck but the jeep the scouting jeep is chasing her all she would have had to do was run into the rocks or yeah she stayed on the road in her in her defense purse like Uh like someone will come by and get me yeah yeah she's she's like run forest run along the post-apocalyptic road she could have gone anywhere anywhere uh, yeah yeah, yeah, so to me, I felt like that actually made me like her more because I felt like that was her one tool was just, okay, I'm just going to lie. I'm going to create stories and I'm going to have this, you know, made up background so that I can get accepted at places. Mm. Did it change your opinion of her once you learned how absolute shit she was at pruning trees? <laughs> Well, there I was like, you can't display that you don't know how to do anything. Go back to reading stories to the children and giving away your necklace because that's all you're good at. I mean, the guy talking to her like is not noticing because he just wants to get with her so bad. He can't really so bad. He can't concentrate, but like he's already trying to hit on her. But But I don't blame him because she's like a Jamie Lee Curtis light. She's got real real, like Jamie Lee Curtis vibes. So I was like, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Is this when she makes it to the town and she's trimming the trees? She is, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Now, when yeah. she gets into Clearwater, she yeah. makes it over there. She's dropped off there by Hunter. Mm-hmm. We meet Hunter during this. Now, Hunter is played... Oh, by the way, Corley is played by Annie McEnroe. I don't believe any relation to John McEnroe. <laughs> uh, she's in several movies, such as she plays a role in Beetlejuice and a couple other things. She was also in The Hand... Which uh, with Michael Caine, which I believe I think is right before this. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, nineteen eighty one, The Hand. Uh, Erica's looking it up for me, doing real time research. Woo! Well, because I'm like, who was she in Beetlejuice? She doesn't. I think she plays like a side character. I don't think she's one of the main characters. Um, but anyway, um, so we meet 
So we do meet Hunter, and he's played by Michael Beck. Of course, people are going to remember him the most from The Warriors. And then some people are going to remember him from Xanadu as well. Hmm. And also uh, later from Megaforce. I'll remember him from Megaforce and The Warriors. Now, Hunter, when he meets her, not only does he talk about what soft hands she has, but he also says he doesn't need anyone. But that's not true, right? Because he instantly lets us know that as a matter of fact, he does need people. Oh, he doesn't need people. <laughs> he just needs a healer and a side piece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if we want to get real about it. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Because uh, he's so he doesn't need anyone unless it's sex, like I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't be t- yeah. want to be tied down by a relationship. Yeah. And exactly. so he's like, exactly. listen, I, either way, I'm going to play hard to get. I'm going to take you over to Clearwater. I'm going to dump you <laughs> yeah. off with them. Right. Um, you know, and, and then go back to my pretty dope homestead. Yeah. Like, right. My, right. Yeah. Like where did that came out of nowhere? I, I was thinking it was going to be some little shanty. He had solar panels. He was working on cooking up some methane from the chicken poo. I mean, he was really going. For I it. thought it was so weird too, that no one knew where he lived. I'm like, just drive around and find the one house. Yeah. <laughs> like, or watch. He had a fire going like all the time. It was yeah, like, for the smoke. It's not like he's living underground. Yeah. Like, and he lives in a nice big place. Like mm-hmm. this, I mean, uh, clearly no one's really looking. I mean, maybe they're just scared and they're staying in other homesteads because there's yeah. a lot of, according to Mark, there's a lot of zombies everywhere. We just yeah. had, we never <laughs> saw them in this. But there's zombies constantly patrolling yeah. the place. Well, this is a PG movie, so they probably cut that out. All the is that, is this was this PG? <laughs> was it really? Yeah, PG? this is PG. Yes. Well, there that wow. I did not PG, think about that yeah eighties PG. Yeah. And there's no there there's no nudity, which actually wouldn't actually if there was nudity, it wouldn't be surprised. It would it would be surprising it would still now, be PG. but it wouldn't be surprising then that it was also still PG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But wow, I did not think that this mm-hmm. would be PG. That, that said, there's not. There's not a ton of gore or anything to it. No, 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 there isn't. Yeah. The grisliest thing in this movie is probably um, John Ratzenberger's hand that he shows. Oh, for sure. That hand is a mess. Which is burnt. That hand. I mean. Well, and and, uh, Corley's uh, uh, knee abrasion, which is, you know. Yes, that's true. That's about it. That's about it in this movie. There's really not a lot of gore. Well, when she, maybe when she solders up his knife wound. Yeah. But that's just really more than that. But you don't really that's, see Yeah, it. it's more like the performance. But what was hilarious to me was she soldered up that wound, knife wound. Bing, bang. He's up and going and uh-huh. driving. But that hand? Was there nothing we could do for that hand but put a cheesecloth on it? Yeah. It nope. looked horrid. Yeah. It was peeling. It was bad. It was burnt. It was bad. Was she mad at him? Why no. didn't she help him heal his hand? Oh, that's true. Why didn't she? Yeah. Why didn't she do <laughs> She's something? She's a healer. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> and was, he was the uh, she was blacksmith, like, well, when, right? When Corley's gone, she was like, I have to read books to the kids. So I can't do anything. <laughs> These children She's like, are I'm sorry. Yeah. without their story. I have to read a story. I would love stories. to heal your hand. But... Uh, <laughs> but my hands are tied. But he was like the main mechanic. So you'd yeah. think... Mm-hmm. That his hands would be valuable enough, highly to, valuable. To heal. Yes, yeah, yeah. So these are some of the people that in, in in the town. John Ratzenberger playing Rusty. We also have Judd, who I mentioned before, is played by Randolph Powell, who is in Logan's Run. Oh, and, yeah. And, and I mean, and you know what's awesome? They got Angelica Houston to play Charlene. I was like, wow, Angelica <laughs> Houston in this, in this movie. Angelica Houston, wow, light. Angelica Houston oh, Light. Mm-hmm. Much like we no. didn't get Jamie Lee Curtis, but we got Jamie Lee Curtis Light. And we oh, did not get Heath okay. Ledger, but we got a hunkier, older guy. <laughs> okay, that explains things a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit more. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, but, which also, Judd, as we find out, and not to get too spoilery, but he is an incredible marksman. We learn that later in the movie, but yikes, does he make a million dollar shot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if there was a carnival somewhere in this post-apocalyptic landscape, boy, would he draw a crowd with his ability. Maybe that was his, his role, his job pre-oil war. Yeah. Oil war. Yeah. You cannot say oil wars. (laughs) 
wheel wars. I have to really think about it. <laughs> you cannot say it at all. Call it the OWs. The OW dubs. <laughs> the O dubs. Maybe that was his job before then. He was that was, I don't know. It's either that or he made that shot and he was like, "Oh shit." Did you see that? Did, he surprised uh, himself. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, incredible shot with that crossbow, which is like a homemade crossbow, and he makes it. And I, it made me also think, like, that he's so good at that. Was that his job in town? Because the only job I thought he might have in town up until then was just the local complainer. Yeah. Like all he did the was bitch about shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, they're like, everyone's real cool in here, except for Judd, which totally yeah. tracks. Yeah. Like, you always have to have, there's, yes. always, like, we've gathered together a bunch of nice mm. in this peaceful community, but there is one fucking dick yeah. that's just, I don't He's know. a real malcontent, but my God, his beard is gorgeous. So <laughs> he did have just, a nice beard. He did have a nice beard. Just deal with him. He makes a good, you know, beef stew. It's fine. Does, but is that what he did? What, did, what do you guys know. think he did? What do you think he did as a job? Uh, I think he just helped out here and there, you know? bundled together sticks and leaves he did a, enough little things to win the favor of just enough of the majority vote of the democracy to keep him in Clearwater. so yeah. and everyone was like i'm tired of judge shit i'm tired of him always raping all the women and shooting whoa. off that cross shooting off that whoa. crossbow Yikes. he would like fix a car or cook a wonderful um uh a stew uh he would make a great like hamburger stroganoff guitar, which no one's allowed to touch <laughs> right but right. And they'd play, be like you know. okay we're we're all a community we're all a democracy are we gonna vote him out and be like yeah but you know his tater tots last week were really yeah. good his version so. of free bird is beautiful i, I mean, feel like yeah i him? i totally hear you on that stuff i felt like he did less things certainly i feel like the guitar thing works but i feel like he does like a little <laughs> bit less like where he walks into like the 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 octagonal hut and just they're like could you grab me that book judd it's too like yeah i'll grab that it's a little high like he did little things yeah. you know like not so much like like he didn't make the stew but he like washed out the pot mm. and was like and then he just goes back to his room like i right. did it Mm -hmm. right. Let me get, let me just uh, work on my Jethro Tull songs. Right. <laughs> in, in, and in between that, you know, all around that community, there are just little drawings of dicks that he just drew. Just little <laughs> dick pics <laughs> all over the town. I was like, who has a, who even has a pen? Judge, <laughs> has a pen? Judge is like hand in his pocket, <laughs> obscuring the pen. Just, I don't know. <laughs> kind of weird, isn't it guys? <laughs> They're actually perfect little dicks. <laughs> like really drawn to scale. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Doesn't look like my dick, so couldn't be me. <laughs> I've never even seen that many. I wouldn't even know what to draw. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh, God. that's Judd in a nutshell, everybody. Oh. <laughs> But of course, the community uh, suffers a mighty blow when Straker comes back into town yeah. to take his daughter. What do you think? Why is Straker working so hard to get his daughter back? Who, like, the minute he gets her back, she's like, I won't stay with you. I'm not going to. I will get away from you. I hate you. What, what do you think he wants her so bad? I, um, I think that a father's love for his daughter is something that even if you're a, a complete uh, psychotic individual hell bent on revenge and owning all of the diesel in the greater metropolitan New Zealand area, <laughs> you still want to see, uh, you know, what's you want to see the best for your children. And he, I think maybe he probably didn't do very well at raising other kids uh Coralie's <laughs> siblings and he's like this is my last chance and i'm working very hard i'm working through it uh don't you think built... maybe she owes him some money or something though <laughs> no no <laughs> i think he just has a hard time showing affection uh, right so right. he's just struggling with that i'm trying to show you i love you by killing everyone in the wasteland 
<laughs> Pretty much. Right. Right. I mean, of course. Don't you get it? I love you. That's why I'm killing everyone. I felt like you just wanted to have a solid heir to give Battle Truck to. Mm. You know? Yeah, who he am was I like, I can't give it to any of these ding dongs that work for me. They're yeah. complete goons. Like, but I want to give it to someone because I'm getting up there in age after the O dubs. So. <laughs> You know, I want to hand down Battle Truck. That's work right. Hard on That's it. right. I think you wanted yeah. to hand it down to her. He wanted to have a legacy. Huh. Coralie Stryker <clears throat> really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? But so can can, can I ask if if you're going to take oh okay so Stryker comes into Clearwater to get his daughter out of there, and he drives the Battle Truck into the middle of the town. Mm-hmm. Now, it's my my knowledge of. Big semis is somewhat limited, but I do know this. They're known to have a lot of blind spots. So mm. even if you have people in the back trailer with machine guns, maybe just sneak up on the left side or the right side where it says, you know, images in mirror maybe closer than they really are. And <laughs> like, how do you let that thing pull into the middle of your town and overtake you? Wouldn't you pretty easily be able to sneak around and be like, I think we can take this battle truck. It is just a truck in the middle of our town. Yeah, that is. Well, it's a good point. They they go into the first encampment where they get the hidden uh, pump of oil uh, or of diesel fuel, I should say. And then the second camp, they just like barrel into those doors like you have these big metal doors you've constructed or rather they're like wooden doors that you've like put some metal onto it. But, like, your locking mechanism is just to put another long two-by-four and be like, well, we're all safe. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I realize yeah. there's not many vehicles around, so maybe it's that. But it did feel like that's not the, that's not like a, that, even if you don't have a giant semi that you fashioned with a lot of metal to become a battle truck, like, it still feels like people can get in. Like, that's not a great, you're not worried. I mean, we're so busy with the stew and with the children's reading hour. Right. Right. And still, Judd's songs. Guys, I'm doing another concert tonight. Judd, you had a concert last night. Can we? (laughs) We're good. New music. We're good, though. I don't want to. We're all right. (laughs) But this concert's going to have more flute. A lot more flute. (laughs) Oh, flute. Judd. Judd. Please. How are you? All right, I don't even want to ask this, but how are you going to play guitar and the flute? How does that... You're You'll going to have to see, see tonight, man. You'll You're going to have to see tonight. <laughs> he got me. He got me. Uh, I have to go see it. Damn it. All right. Damn you it. Got now me. I'm attending. You got me. Now I'm front row, that bastard. <laughs> the problem is he knows I don't have anything else to do because the oil wars ruined it. God damn it. Oil wars. <laughs> yeah. And, I really can't say it. So... <sighs> Man, and the and the fees that Ticketmaster's fees have really gone up since the oil wars. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. This better be worth it. But I'm telling right. you, when Straker gets out of the truck, this truck is in the middle of a town surrounded by people. How is it possible that when he gets out of the truck, it's not him? They like, hey, everybody, put your guns down. You just hear in the background, just someone let the tires out of that truck. Yeah, yes. right, right. <laughs> Just yeah. how did someone not think to do that? That would end know. this whole movie. The movie yeah. would have been over in 25 minutes. It would have yeah, been they, they, battle oh, flat. I have to think like it's so. <laughs> how dumb. Battle flat. Battle flat. Front is a battle, but the battle is over because flat, flat, battle flat. Just and they turn and it's Judd. Flat, they're like he's like oh man the tires have no air which also how do they do that how do they fill up a tire if you get a flat um and then he just goes uh and they go well welcome to clearwater (laughs) guess you're gonna stay here for a while yeah um once we uh, vote to keep you or not, I mean, it is right, <laughs> it's right. a democracy around here. It is a democracy. We all get to decide, okay? But you guys Luckily, have you're also here, Justin. You're just in time for my concert tonight. <laughs> the, and there's uh, just concert, enough it's, of it's, you. There's just enough just of you to actually influence the vote. So that's right. You are probably going to vote yourself in, quite frankly. 
Uh, the uh, entry is just one can uh, of food. It's just, but unfortunately, the Ticketmaster fee is four cans of food. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's just the general cost of doing business for concerts. So you're just gonna have to pay up. All right. VIP uh, package includes me getting a book off the top shelf for you. <laughs> There's no pictures because we don't have a camera. No can needed. I will totally do that for free if you do the VIP. Again, I don't want to spoil too much about the ending because I actually think the ending's pretty great. Oh, fuck it. But I will it. say, no, I just want to say this because we do talk about Straker's like, you know, he wants to leave that battle truck to his daughter because what is he going to leave it to? These like little New Zealand yeah. guys that, uh, that, that, that are second in command. But in particular, his Forget second... It. They're com- basically red shirts. <laughs> right. Well... He does have a good little scene with Bone where they sort of go through their little strategy by the campfire one night. Yeah. Um, but that scene is like a long time later. All of a sudden, Bone picked a real doozy of a time to suddenly go rogue and try to take Straker out. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember when yeah. that happened? Yes. When yeah. all yeah. of a sudden he was like, well, I'm now I'm going to take you down. Like I was like, where that came Why? out of complete yeah. left field. Yeah. Why did that even yeah. happen? I mean, it was, it's it it, it it that doesn't really ruin anything about the ending, but it was just very unbone. It <laughs> it was it was you know? previously uh, up until now, bone was not like that at no. all at all. No, just... bone was the real. He was the Judd of that group. Yeah, <laughs> he was like he was like, hey, everybody got a katsa tonight. If everybody wants to come around the fly, I'm going to do some songs. <laughs> Only instead of a guitar, he had bongos. <laughs> I apologize to everyone from Australia slash New Zealand that had to hear me with that accent, but um, that wasn't too bad. No, uh, it was not that good. It wasn't that good. Could have been worse, mate. <laughs> Thank Could you. Have sounded Thank you. like this. Thank you for jumping on that grenade for me. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, that should lead us into one of our favorite segments in the show, which is things we loved. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Battle Truck, aka Warlords of the 21st Century. Mark, what's something you loved, something you hated? Um, well, I'll just start with what I loved. I loved John Ratzenberger in this movie. Oh, yeah. I, totally. I mean, <clears throat> once again, proving that he is the smartest actor that, of all time. He mm-hmm. uh, only plays roles where he can flex how much he knows about everything. And in this mm-hmm. movie, he knows about uh, uh, fixing cars, creating brand new cars, uh, fixing radios, um, creating explosives, uh, putting armor on a vehicle. Uh, I mean, pretty much you name it, he can fix it, I mean, except for his own Ex- hand. Except for his but, own hand, <laughs> yes. But everyone's got their own, everyone's got their kryptonite and his kryptonite is his own hand. Just, but, just uh, snip some dead twigs off of those trees put them on your hand. <laughs> see he doesn't know that that's it's a blind spot for him it's a blind spot but yeah. i just uh i every movie he's in it's a delight and uh mm-hmm. i wish uh, my only complaint is that i wish there was more of him in this movie yeah i oh. hope that like i thought the same thing because he's obviously in one of our previous episodes house two we talk about how much we loved him in house two he's not quite as cool as that character but um Boy, I was so happy to see that John Ratzenberger was in this one. And I'm only hoping. I wanted to, like, should I look and see if he's in other New World stuff? And the fact is, I just want to believe that he might pop up at some point. <laughs> he may not. Yes. This may be it. We may be done with John Ratzenberger. But I've got to hope, much like you would watch any Pixar film, you're just hoping John Ratzenberger, just wait for it. He's mm-hmm. going to show up at some point. When yeah. is it going to be? So I'm just going to keep watching all the New World Pictures movies and just hope. The John so we're only doing up. this to see if John Ratzenberger shows up again. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to okay. spend the next eight to ten years doing this podcast, just hoping <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that John Ratzenberger is going to show up at some point. <laughs> um, any, anything else, Mark? No, please. Uh, uh, Erica, oh, something. Oh, I, mm. all right. Things you loved. Oh, things I loved. I actually really loved Corley. I thought wow. initially okay. that I would not like her, and mm. she really grew on me. And I thought, you know what? Would I get stabbed, have my homestead destroyed, go up against a crazy, you know, angry dad warlord for Corley? Yeah. Yeah, I would. 
I sure would. Hmm. So she really grew on hmm. me. Um, I really liked, and I thought I would not like Battle Truck when it started. I was like, ugh, here we go. Bottle Truck or Battle ba- Truck? Ba- oh, I watched Bottle Truck. Is that? <laughs> Shoot. Did I watch the wrong movie? Shoot. They rolled in with all those bottles and they were like. It's a musical was, delight. Yeah. Bottle Truck. There was also a Judd and Bottle Truck. <laughs> But his name was Jug. <laughs> you guys coming to a concert tonight? Actually, actually, I think Bottle Truck is going to be the musical version that I write of for Battle Truck. And it is going to pair perfectly with Steeman. <laughs> oh, that's a double feature right there. I'll tell you that. So, Corley, you were saying that you love Corley. Yeah. And you didn't think you were going to like Battle Truck. I didn't think I would. And then it grew on me. Hmm. And I liked it. And I, I ended up liking it. One... I'll save it for favorite scenes, but um, oh yes, gosh, yes. Actually, yes, I am gonna, I'm gonna say it. Are you gonna save, save it? it because, okay, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, Ryan? something I love. Well, okay, I have to say, I think a couple things real quick. I think this movie looks terrific. Some really cool shots that I think, um, you know, uh, th- that were done. I think some really cool shots on it, in particular. That remember that shot where they just shoot those two people that they find, and yeah. they're way out in the distance. Yeah. Actually, that happens. One of those people is actually the director, Harley Coquist. And then they just shoot him and they fall uh, onto the ground. But that shot is so cool looking. And I just, I I think they're trying to, they're trying to make New Zealand look like shit, but it's hard because New Zealand's like, just looks incredible. So not that I've ever been there, but boy, does it look amazing. You've seen the Lord of the Rings. I've seen the Lord of the Rings. So basically, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If I went there, they'd be like trying to tell me where to go. I've seen Lord of the Rings. I don't need your directions. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought it just looked great. Um, I actually really liked, uh, Straker, who's played by James Wainwright. He's a, a former Marine, uh, and according to the director, he really enjoyed playing this role and it completely shows. The guy is like loving being able to play this yeah. villain and he does have heart because he does have his daughter and he kind of just takes it when she like yells at him, which he doesn't take it from literally anyone else. But mm-hmm. I got to say the thing that I loved the absolute most of this movie and I hope you're going to track what I'm talking about. But this is what I loved. Full throt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Full throt. <laughs> what a way to save on a couple letters. <laughs> the truck yeah. can just, hey, put it in full throt. <laughs> full throttle? No, it doesn't go to full throttle. It Sorry. only goes to full throt. Yeah. When I saw Full Throt, I was lo- I fell out. I was yeah. like, "That's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome!" Yeah. It has other buttons that light up and has the full words, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but not throttle, full throttle couldn't do it. Couldn't nope. do it. Nope. nope, nope, too much. Because it made me think that then was should it be called Bat Truck? Because we don't want to use <laughs> Bat Truck. TLE. It's just Bat tr- or yeah. Tool Truck. Bat Tool Truck. <laughs> uh, all right, things you hated, Mark. Um, I really hated the modified Volkswagen bug doom buggy, Ugh, uh, yeah. which, you know, I, I, in on the one hand, I give John Ratzenberger a lot of credit for coming up with this, but the engine was removed from the back and somehow an engine was put in the front. And I was really confused how you would handle the transmission because the shifting tunnel in a Volkswagen Beetle Ooh. runs from the middle of the car oh. by the front dashboard to the back, not up to the front. I guess you could run it past the fuel lines, but you'd really need to put in a short shifter modifier to get it to shift. <laughs> but you're still, where are you putting the transmission at that point? Because oh, it's not going to wow. go into the back seat. So where's the, and it, are you actually putting a beetle engine on that? If so, this is an air-cooled engine, and you're going to have it under that hood? How's it going to get air? That thing's going to overheat in no time. We're out in the desert. This is problematic. And yes. I mean, granted, John Ratzenberger's character does say, I hope it holds together when he takes off, and he should be worried because that thing is not going to last. And it just mm. bothered me. I was worried for them. I thought, they're going to break down. Yep. The engine's yep. going to overheat. They're going to be sitting ducks, and the the flat the flat battle or the battle flat or the flat truck is going to come after them so yeah, right. yes but it did really bother me uh the 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 uh, physics of that didn't make a lot of sense to me mm. nice mm. way to crunch that yeah i don't think you've crunched the numbers like that in a long time mark and it's good to have you back uh erica something Thank that you, you hated 
Um, geez. I think I I personally got very upset um, when Hunter's homestead was destroyed. Because I was mm. like, God damn it. He worked so hard. I mean, he's he alone out there. Yeah, he did. He worked hard to make this badass homestead. And just got, it just gets, spoiler alert, it just gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It just gets completely ruined. And I, I found that very upsetting. <laughs> Which I guess I was more invested in Battle Truck than I thought I was. When that happened, I literally was like, no! It's homestead. <laughs> you were, yeah. I was so upset about you that. You were, yeah. I think the things I hated only showed to me how invested I got into Battle Truck. Because I initially thought, I'm going to hate this entire movie. Mm. And then I found that I was so invested in it that I only hated when you know, tragedy befell the character. I was kind of into it right away. I think as soon as you get that static shot of the truck driving and it's going straight on to the truck and you just see all the, Mm -hmm. uh, all the stuff moving in the background and it just said battle truck. I was like, yeah, no, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in. I was, I was in from the jump on this one. Mm -hmm. I was a little surprised that it was shot in the eighties because it looks like it was shot in the seventies. I mean, I do agree. The camera angles and everything are really well done. But I don't know if it's the film stock. I don't know if it's just the print that we have from the DVD. But I was like, really? This is 81? Wow. This does not feel like an 81 movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, they're trying to make it look a little bit more post-apocalyptic, too. So I feel like... But you're right. It still still had a bit of that... It still felt a little 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, after I the oil might... wars, film stock got kind of fucked up and it's yeah. not as yeah. good as yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. To be. yeah, yeah, no, right. that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... The pencil's out. <laughs> Ryan, but they had, it? it's one thing they had a lot of. So, one thing they had a lot of was film stock. Uh, I, you know, uh, well, things I hated. The thing is, I didn't really hate a whole lot. Maybe I kind of hated a little bit Corley, but stop, stop I, it, I, stop she's it. The, she's the biggest female character, so I don't really want to do that. But she does ruin literally everything, like a runaway teen would. Maybe I hated the final shot of Hunter riding off into. Seemed a little like a western. All of a sudden, we had entered western territory. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's just, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm trying to find something to hate. Fact is, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I don't really, I don't really know. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was well made. Like, I enjoyed a lot of, the, I enjoyed the actors. I was like, it's, it's, a, sol- it's a solid story. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I can't say that I blame Hunter for leaving at the end of the movie. I mean, primarily because Corley shoots holes through his comforter. And where are you going to get oh, patches? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you only she got does. one comforter, and she shoots up she the sheets. Does. And I'd be like, man, I, you know how hard it is to find a comforter these where days. Where the fuck am I going to get a blanket? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I mean, now, I can cover myself in film stock. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's just not very warm. But it's not going to keep me warm in the winter. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Corley does kind of ruin things, though. Yes. That was kind of like that was her role. Though. That was kind of a badass little part where she kind of shoots through the blankets and yeah, shoots those dudes. That was kind of badass. But you're right, ruins his blanket. Let's talk about our favorite scenes. What do you? What's your favorite scene, Mark? Uh, definitely when uh, Rusty's hand is burnt. And uh, yeah. because he like his hand is destroyed mm-hmm. uh, and he comes in, he's showing Hunter his hand. And I mean, they're both looking at this thing and going, oh, dude, uh, you're screwed. And the yeah. minute that Hunter's like, hey, maybe you could help me with uh, with making some some bombs. Rusty's like, Yeah sure let's do it <laughs> it's in. like he forgot that his hand looks like hamburger and he's right. just pain's yeah, gone right. it's like he took the best of leave that money could buy and he's ready to go <laughs> need to make a car great i don't even care about my hand anymore he just, just swallowed really a couple frames him. of film stock and he felt a t- <laughs> ton better pain was See, relieved. exactly i just i appreciated Seeing in a movie like this someone overcoming diversity and really finding joy in life after having their hand almost completely burnt off. Wait, overcoming diversity or adversity? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, it is a distinct difference. I'm just just so curious which one he overcame there. (laughs) 
it actually, gonna, this movie does, does not okay. overcome diversity because this movie is not diverse no, at all. No, it's not. <laughs> so, corrections and retractions uh, <laughs> overcomes adversity is what oh, yeah. I meant oh, to say. Yeah. Right. Erica, your favorite scene? Um, My favorite scene was when we get to see the inside of Battle Truck. And it's mm. just a stressful amount of flashing lights and buttons. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I, that's when I fell out. You fell yes. out at full throttle. Right. I fell out at this is the inside of Battle yeah. Truck. Why is it so complicated? Shouldn't it just be a fucking truck on the inside? I, What's with all the beep boops and the buttons and the flashing light? I mean, what is all that? What are, yeah. What do all those buttons do? What do control? they do? What do they do? What do they do? Yeah. I, and what's great, when I saw that too, I thought, I now I, I mean, I certainly understand why they're trying to find, and they were so happy to find this hidden gas pump of diesel fuel. But what about the constant changing of your battery yes. inside of yes. that semi? Because you're going to have to change that constantly yeah. to get all those little beep boops going. Yeah. And what are you getting out of all that? Right. What are those? They're still planning everything out on maps and paper. Yeah. And, stuff. and they were in the back with machine guns. So it wasn't like there was hidden weapons right. or anything. Right. So what's with all the beep boops? It just, just looks BA. That's all. It's true. <laughs> it just... It's true. I mean, you could throw a console on anything right. and it would look more BA. <laughs> That's right. Um, favorite scene. I am struggling for a favorite scene because I love the ending of this. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. like go into what it, it is. is, but it's so I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. The ending. Uh, the ending's super fun. Um, so I'm kind of struggling to find one. The chore of picking sticks. That was another great, <laughs> if I may add a second. Sure. Add a second. For, for what? Like they were just, come on, we've got to gather these branches and sticks. Like it didn't seem like it was for firewood. It just no. seemed like, hey, no. we need some busy work. So right. let's just mm-hmm. go tell some of the some of the newer Clearwater people that we're going to go collect sticks and branches. I guess I would also say that then the other, fa- the, my, the other favorite scene, if I can't say the ending, I will say like when they vote her into Clearwater, because <laughs> actually there's a scene where where John Rassenberger as Rusty tells her like, he basically lays it out for her. <laughs> he basically says like, hey, uh, you know, there's not, we don't have a lot of ladies here. So are you single? And she's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, well don't be too friendly. I mean, until they vote for you. <laughs> and when they do vote for her, they vote for her instantly. And yeah. they don't know anything about her mm-hmm. you know and they are so quick to just bring in a lady that it did make me laugh a little bit and there's that whole scene where he just kind of tells her straight up like we're really horny like we don't have any ladies yeah. here we really need a lady and, and 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 don't come on to somebody too strong don't talk to somebody too much because that would lead somebody on essentially while he's like pouring his heart out like, <laughs> yeah don't come on totally, too strong totally well he's basically down on one knee also i can fix everything i'm the yeah. smartest guy here so just please yeah. pick me yeah. So if I have to pick anything, it would be that. Um, let's move from that to final questions. We're going to talk about our final questions about Battle Truck. Um, guys, wait, hold on. You, we can make fuel out of chicken shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. Yeah. That's a thing we can do. That's a thing. Why aren't we doing that? Because <laughs> it's only in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, oh, all right. chicken Special chickens. Gas. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're screwed if you you got to get those diesel chickens. Yeah. For yeah. your big battle truck. Yeah. Yep. Um, what kind of a name is Corley? Is mm. is that why she's so mad at her dad? Yes. I, I absolutely because <laughs> I felt like it was a combo of two names. What is that? Like if we would have named one of our kids Ryrica. <laughs> right or right. Arion, <laughs> like if they if, when Corley's she was a baby, like, he was like, "Here's my daughter." Oh, what's her name? Corley. Oh, Carly. Like, no, 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 no. Corley. Yeah. Corley. Yeah, because my name's Corliss and my wife's name is Molly, so she's Corley. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, gross. Her, stop. Gross. It. Number one, Corliss. Weird name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, it's a family Don't... name. He had to pass it on. Ah, oh, gross. Yeah, you know how it goes. Oh man, Mark theories. I thought, wasn't her name Coraline? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere. Mark, I don't know and I don't want to know. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on. Um, real quick, just to clarify, 
Which truck is the battle truck? Is it Colonel Straker's or is it Hunter's <laughs> souped up bug? <laughs> no, that's battle bug. <laughs> yeah, it is Straker's daughter Coraline, quote, Corley. That's according oh. to Wikipedia. Hmm. Please. Did you just add that? I heard Please. you typing. You yeah, just added you it. Typed. That's a fresh ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the soup tub bug, do you think Volkswagen and, and Toyota miss an opportunity to mass market Volkswagen bugs that are bolted on top of a base of a Toyota Land Cruiser as Hell depicted yeah. in this film? Mm-hmm. Mark has mentioned some of the issues with the potential uh, problems with the engine. But did they miss an opportunity? Yeah, because they could have called it the Land Beetle. Damn them! They should have done it. Hmm. It's not well, they many. had a Baja. They had Baja beetles, but I think the problem is, is that you still have a frame that's not going to fit on the frame of a Land Cruiser. Hence, why they had sort of the hodgepodge doors and everything. You're not going to be able to take mm. the frame off a Beetle and slap it onto a Land Cruiser chassis. It's but too big. At the big. same time, I mm. loved the door on that Battle Bug. Yeah, the door was like ginormous. I kind of loved it. It looked like it was like they took a door off somebody. (laughs) That's why Judd was so mad because they took the door off his hut, and he was like, "Damn it! Like we need it for the (laughs) battle bug." Well, we can Um, agree to disagree. (laughs) Do you think the ending of this added some credence to the revival of Clearwater? I'm very sorry. I am so sorry for that question. I apologize. I apologize for that. I apologize. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Judd is like, I got it. I got it. I got oh what you did God. there. I got it. That was it. a complete Judd question. Oh, that was such a Judd question, and I'm sorry. Judd. And I'm so sorry. Uh, let's move on. It's Cor- New Zealand. They're not familiar with Cleawada. Mike. <laughs> Sheppy. I don't know what they oh, use that in uh, New man. Zealand. Uh, I apologize to you guys, and I also apologize to the people of New Zealand. Um, all right. Final question. Why not give the necklace back to the little girl? Because she's a snitch. <laughs> because when Straker uh, was like... The little girl? Yeah, little girl's a snitch. Mm-hmm. And Straker's like, who gave you that? She's like, Coralie, snitch. You're done. She could have said, I found it. Or mm-hmm. Judd. She could have answered with anything. So do you think when she's throwing that that uh, necklace off the cliff, she's kind of going like, fuck you, little girl. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll never have kids, Toss. <laughs> Man, I thought I hated the earlier words. <laughs> God damn it, I really can't say it. You cannot say it. All right, that brings us to our research. Uh, let's talk about uh, Battle Truck and where it opened up. It actually opened up a little bit after, like a month after Slumber Party Massacre. Oh. Uh, in 1992, or 1982. I wrote 92 in my notes like a dumbass. 1982. <laughs> and a little bit before Tag the Assassination Game, uh, Road Warrior opens around the same time. It actually shot at the same time as Road Warrior or Mad Max 2. Um, and they, uh, got pummeled by Road Warrior, um, which is why Corman released it again in June as Warlords of the 21st Century. And then it made $3 million in rentals. So wow. it did well. Mm. Um, all right. Coklis actually came up with the idea for this film in the mid 1970s. He was actually making, he made a few films. Uh, he was actually a guy from, from initially from San Diego but he moved oh. from San Diego as a as a two year old and grew up in Chicago, oh. and then from Chicago he went over and he did uh, I think film school in London and he was sort of like an expat in the UK. Yeah. So he shot a bunch of um, films, ch- like children's films that are pretty popular. One called Glitter Ball, which sort of like predated ET, but was about basically about the same thing. And uh, he also shot a. Uh, documentary for the bbc and about roger corman and he went to interview him um actually this is how coklis described it i found this on the um, in, in an interview uh, on the on the 5d blog which came out in uh, 2014 he says i was interviewing corman at his hilltop house in pacific palisades for the bbc review program we were talking walking back to the house when he asked me what i wanted to do i told him about this futuristic western i was working on and he literally stopped then and there and said Yes, I can see the poster. If you find half the money, I'll put up the rest. I asked if he would put that on paper, and he said he would. 
He suggested that I find the money in Spain and could shoot it somewhere like the studios at Almeria, where they shot a lot of the spaghetti westerns. But in the end, we found the matching finance in New Zealand and shot it uh, on the South Island near a range of beautiful mountains called the Remarkables, which would feature many years later in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Um, and yet in the commentary, Corman pulls a total Corman because Coakley says that once they were in production in New Zealand, Corman actually decided that he would not put up 50%. He would put up 30%. Hmm. So good luck finding hmm. the other 20 because Corman is shrewd as they come. Yeah. Speaking of uh, casting, though, Coakless also did not want to uh, cast Michael Beck right off the bat. He actually wanted to originally cast Ed Harris oh, as what? Hunter. Interesting. But another Corman thing, uh, as we all know from Sorceress, he loves to test market titles and casting choices by going to local high schools. Mm -hmm. So he went and he uh, test marketed who they should cast in a high school. And as Kokla said in uh, an interview that I saw on YouTube, he said, the kids liked, thought Michael Beck was more attractive. So that's who they chose. So they got Michael Beck instead. Ed Harris instead would shoot his segment of the original Creep Show because that was shot around oh, the same yeah. time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he'd also cool. already done Night Riders, so I could see where he handsome least... enough for Creep Show. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. This uh, actually is not quite a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic movie, according to Coakless. He says it's a post-economic disaster film. Oh, and he actually hmm. said he actually ended up speaking at some point to George Miller about his film and Mad Max. Oh, cool. And George Miller actually said he liked it because they were just making it at the same time. And they both agreed that it was just something that was just kind of just something in the air because they both just kind of had that idea. Um, obviously, Coco's had his in the mid 70s. Uh, who knows when George Miller found uh, had his initial you know inspiration for Mad Max. Uh, it came out in the 70s. So clearly it was just something that was going on at that time. Um, the producers ended up actually producing this. Uh, initially, they had a producer actually produced uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but he had dropped out when it initially got announced. And New Zealand producers Lloyd Phillips and Rob Whitehouse stepped up. You can see their names on the opening uh, opening credits. Um, this was actually producer Lloyd Phillips' first film, and he went on to executive produce many features, including Legend of Zorro, Twelve Monkeys, and Glorious Bastards. Um, that would be the Tarantino one. And uh, they're both New Zealanders. And uh, Rob Whitehouse, uh, he had only produced one movie before that. And then the two producers went on to produce Savage Island, a.k.a. Nathan Hayes, which is a Tommy Lee Jones pirate film. <laughs> and then they also made a New Zealand TV series. And then they just ended up going up on their, their own ways. Um, this movie was shot by Chris Menges, who had worked with um, Harley Coakless before. He went on to be the DP, uh, an Academy Award winner. He was the DP for The Killing Fields and The Mission. And he actually replaced an initial first DP who apparently didn't get along with the New Zealand crew. Hmm. Let's actually have a quick word about the score because we talked so much about the different scores that come with the Severin Films yeah. movies. Uh, in particular, we were really enamored and still am enamored with the score for Warriors of the Year 2072. But... Let's hear a little bit of the score from uh, that's written by Kevin Peak, an Australian musician who is part of the prog rock band Sky. <laughs>
I mean, that goes places, right? I don't know. That goes a lot of places. I'm not really feeling the prog rock. Did you get did you yeah. prog rock? I did you was it a surprise that I said he was from a prog rock band? And then you heard the song and you were like, what? Why he is? He also does the score. He doesn't do many other scores, but he also did the score for Wind Rider. Which if you're like, wow, is that a movie about people that are windsurfers? You would be correct. Oh. It's with Nicole hmm. Kidman in one of her earlier roles. Also on the crew, by the way, uh holding the boom for this entire film is Lee Tamahori who ends up directing Once Were Warriors and uh, Die Another Day, the James Bond film. So he oh. becomes uh, still a working director today. But and I think this is the last film he would do where he'd work on a crew like that. Then he went on to doing first AD work and then directing his own films. Um, Annie McEnroe won an award at the Sitges Film Festival. I hope I'm saying that right. Sitges? I think Sitges? it's Oral War. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> this is my oral words. <laughs> the suggest she I'm won uh, in 1982. She won an award for best actress. Oh, oh wow, nice for this part. Um, for, for this, this part. part, I wonder for if this part. Seats guess. She didn't just win it I, just I, for I, another I, film she was in. Well, I would she really like to know who she was up against and what those movies were. I, that is a good question. <laughs> that's one thing I did not look up. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, and just to close out real quick, let's play some quick six degrees of fraternity vacation. Oh. Any oh. guesses how we get from battle truck to fraternity vacation? Ooh. Um, uh, the prog rock? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> That's a good one. That uh, Annie McEnroe... Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. So track me here. Annie McEnroe married producer Edward Pressman, uh, who uh, Coklis introduced to Sam Raimi, I think, at the Sitges Festival, which I believe they were there with maybe with Evil Dead 2. Or Evil Dead, probably Evil Dead. This is 82. Um, so he introduced them to Sam Raimi and Edward Pressman ends up producing Sam Raimi's Crime Wave. Mm. which co-starred Shirley J. Wilson, who then starred in Fraternity Vacation. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Check that out. Amazing. Um, Additionally, speaking of Fraternity Vacation, John Vernon, who played the chief of police of Palm Springs, was initially interviewed to play Straker, but it did not work out. Oh. Well, I think that's a. I think that's a yeah. good yeah. choice. I really do. I think so too, because yeah. I. I think the guy playing Straker is awesome. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I really great. thought he. He and he doesn't. He's playing it all the. You know, he's going for it, but he's not over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James James Wainwright. I, I really dug him in this. So. So that's it. That's it for the research for Battle Truck, and that is the end of this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. If you can give us a five-star review on Apple podcast, or if you listen to this on Spotify, uh, please follow us, uh, listen to our other episodes coming up. We should also say, cause we always forget to do so. Uh, if you liked our opening theme music that was written by Mark, Woo! so you can write him at info at new world podcast and say, Hey, write something for my podcast, my opening <laughs> music. You can also ask us any question. We could we would read it on a uh, bonus episode. If you'd like to do that, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and even Dusty Old Facebook. Um, that's it for us. We'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Oil War. Yes. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs>